What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Khalif. And this is your girl, Jameez. Coming live. Well recorded. From It, it will be live. Well, we're coming from Italy. Just right. to let you know where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the lovely vacation. Exactly. Well deserved. As lots of you know, summer vacation is the thing that teachers live for. And that's what we are, teachers. And um, so, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, this this show is going to be kind of me blasting people. Are we putting people on blast? I'm not calling people out individually. I'm okay. Mostly actions. Okay. I can get with it. Well, the problem is, is that um, I've been talking. Well, first I want to say this. Please, if you're into traveling. And who isn't? Check out our our partner, Agoda. Yes. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Agoda.com. Like, literally, I just booked a vacation. Like, last week, we stayed at this amazing resort in Ischia Island, Italy. I found Agoda. Great price, great discounts. I mean, you, you would be surprised what they have on there. And each year, I think they just keep adding more and more and more. And before I start blasting people, don't blast me about the sound where accents were traveling. Who's going to blast about the sound? They've heard plenty of podcasts in people's closets, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> we are not in a closet, actually. We're in a very big uh, kitchen area kind of thing. Well, living room. Well, living room, dining room situation. But, um, but once again, I am very relaxed. But Are what's you been, relaxed, Khalid? I am very relaxed. But okay. what's been happening... And what I've been hearing from so-called Americans is a problem. I say so-called. They are Americans. I mean, they are. But, but how? That went over before. If you don't stand for the actual values of what makes an American American, could you call them American? Of course. We already went over how easy it is to be American. You just had to be born there. Well, I stand And you get the Made in America stamp. Well. Although we are questioning recently people's, um, dedication, I guess, to the nation, because our well, great like, leader, all hail, uh, number, was it 45, C45? <laughs> 45, uh, who has decided that he can determine who is or isn't American enough, so. Well, I'm going to say, and I'm going to turn it back on them. Hmm. Well, the first thing I would like to bring up, the topics. I mean, okay. this is going to be a little bit of a different type of a show. It's just We're just talking topics. I'm just talking topics talking here. Topics. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, see, like I said, I'm not putting people on blast, just certain actions. Okay. I've been talking that's to people. Good. I've been having conversations, if you will. If you will. Oh, yes, that's one thing. Before Khalif gets into it. Because we're on holiday, all of a sudden we're able to catch up on all that social media. So we, we're on the Facebook, the, the Twitter, the Instagram. So because we have some time. See, during the school year, we don't have time for nonsense. But right now, we're going we're gonna to kind of clarify some things. And, <laughs> and I am a Texan. So in all due respect. All due respect. Y'all about to get your ass blasted. Who, who, the people listen to us? Hopefully. Well, no, no, no. The people who listen to us are pretty smart. I do hold that people who want to find things out are also listening to us, not just. Well, I'm not insulting. Agree with us. I want people to listen to me who disagree, who agree. If you don't like what I have to say, please chime in. You can email us at friendlyfire at crusade.net, and that is crusade with a K. Because if it's spelled anyway, it's not as fun. There you go. So, 
the first thing, I've been having this discussion, and the thing that I've been hearing from many, many individuals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I adhere to a school of thought. A school or the school? I hear a school of thought. Oh, okay. Not the school. See, this I don't understand. Well, from what I, I had to research this, like, okay. I had my ideas, because when I heard this in philosophy, uh-huh. you know, we all kind of, you know, people who read and had a different, you know, they made up their mind about certain things, mm-hmm. or ideas, uh-huh. if you will, not beliefs, ideas. Ideas, yeah. Good they would say uh-huh. that um, they adhere to a school of thought, like, they prescribe, they, they prescribed to a certain way of thinking. Okay, okay. So I had to look this up just so I can clarify a particular idea or set of ideas held by a specific group doctrine. Any idea that a group strongly believes in, be it through practicing this idea in their everyday life or through fighting for its adoption, can be considered a school of thought. Although many people today subscribe to a school of thought that everyone should have equal rights, Decades ago, this belief was not widely held. That was just like an example. I think it's a really dumb phrase, school of thought. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, oh, so I was thinking this, and everyone should believe this? It's kind of like, if you have an idea, like, basically, before we, I don't want to get into the topic just yet. Oh, okay. But, it um, just seems like it should be more specific than that. Everybody thinks that makes you special. (laughs) You have a thought. (laughs) So now it's a whole school for thinkers. My mom used to say thoughts are like buttholes. Everyone has one. I thought she said that about... She said that about excuses, too. And opinions. Everybody's got them. Yeah, she just... Yeah, you got a brain, you're thinking. So, so I'm going to jump into the topics right now. So, some of the topics that I've been blessed to speak with people with... Um, what are the problems, like, what are the problems, like, a lack of, of with education, if you will? And I know you guys are like, oh, summer vacation, but already I am seeing people complaining about buying school supplies for their kids. I already see teachers like, oh, no, we only had three more weeks left because some teachers are going back August 13th. So it, it's like a nonstop thing. And it just boggles my mind that some parents are like, oh, my gosh, $20 for school supplies? Dude, come on. We're going to get into that. <laughs> and so the biggest thing is I want, I would like, I've been doing some research. Mm-hmm. And what the things I've been reading is kind of appalling. The one of the biggest thing is kind that of. Um, many people who are teachers in America, they're leaving the profession. Sad. It is sad. Because when I was a kid, I remember having a teacher. She had white hair, but she was so good at her job. What does that mean, white hair? She means old or she I mean, died? Well, I mean, what, what you she, I had a teacher who had white hair. Okay. okay. She was an elder, seasoned, veteran teacher. Okay, so she was there in that retirement. Yes, okay. but she was great at her job. Oh, the, I mean, some of the best ones. I had a, um, and as she listening, you know, her name was Mrs. Dodson. She was an older teacher when I was in uh, third grade or fourth, fourth grade. I can't rightly remember. I think it was third or fourth grade. And um, she was amazing, and she was an older teacher, and I think she may have probably retired maybe 10 years after I, at the most. And she was so good. So much patience for days. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. My third grade teacher, I think her name was Mrs. Shear or something like that. I mean, if she's she's not teaching now, she she did a magnificent job. Yeah. I I remember we were having trouble with math, right? Yeah. And... 
we were all trying to get whatever she was teaching that day. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, you know, like gumball drops melting in the sun, just not getting it. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, tomorrow I'm going to bring in a special guest so you guys can show them how good you are at this. At, at math? Yes. Oh, okay. So me, I go home. This is So the, the day's over with. I go home. I'm excited about the next day because the, we are all just struggling. About a special guest. The special guest. Okay. Who is the special yes. guest? So it's, it's, we go back. It's the next day. It's about that math time. Uh-huh. I mean, I got butterflies in my stomach. Okay. She instead of been hyping us up all day, a special right. guest. Special you know what she did? She dressed up in a costume. She walked outside, put a hat on and some glasses, and yes. came back in, and she was a totally different person. There you go. She cheated us. Clark Kent. She did. Clark Kent. Situation. So, but I do know teachers. You did. I mean, everybody has a good story about teacher. Come on. I mean, even if you hated school, everyone's got like. Well, I'm just saying it. You know, it, it worked for us to really that's get that thing. Because that's how you know that teacher loved math. Yes. You know. And so, but there's not many teachers like that left. I don't think. I think there are. I just I mean, think there they are. get burned out so quick. Like what you're talking about, like they last. Three to five years, and think about that. Some of these people went to, you know, they were kids. They wanted to be teachers. They grew up. They went to college four years, four plus years, and they get into their teaching force, and they're gone in three to five. Yes, yeah, so that's like that's tragic, you know. So it said like there's a high turnover with teachers, as we said, three to five years, mm-hmm. and there's a seven point three billion dollar loss to the education industry because we, we're not keeping teachers as long as we used right, to. Right, retention, right. But I have a question, Kui. How long have you been teaching? Oh, man. It depends on what you want to call teachers. Well, formal <laughs> no, teaching with students in the classroom. Um, I started teaching in, what, 2010? Okay. So about so nine So almost nine years, going mm-hmm. on ten. Okay. And so... And some of the things that, you know, I've tried to explain to people who are not teachers when they start complaining, I'm like, well, there is a rising stress level. Mm-hmm. And there's the one study I was reading, it was talking about the most stressful jobs in America. Mm-hmm. The top two, and they're tied for first place, mm-hmm. is teacher mm-hmm. and nursing. And that to me is crazy. There's a simple fact that with nursing, I mean, I think nurses are amazing, and I kind of get why they'd be stressed, because they are literally in life-or-death situations, you yes. know, on a daily basis, trying to make decisions, trying to cover for, for new baby doctors who are trained and call baby doctors. That's what nurses call them. You know, so they have to, like, make sure that the decisions they make do not affect, you know, their patient's health. They actually care about their patients. Now, flip that around to education. No one is going to die if you don't answer your cell phone at 10 p.m., right? But at the same time, we have that kind of stress. And that, to me, seems crazy because it really isn't. And that's not what I say when I'm at work. I'm like, I don't need to answer my WhatsApp messages or whatever or my emails after hours because is someone going to die? No. No one's life is on the hands. I don't need to be that invested, you know. So I think I have to take a step back with that. But the stress level... And I think also in the States, we forget to say, though, is that there's other things that add to that stress, including all the violence that happens in schools. Like, we all know, listening to this, that we have a serious gun violence problem in our schools, and that can also add to the stress. Not like my life or death decision, but, you know, having to go through these lockdown scenarios and all these things, that adds to already a stressful situation, I think. No, it does. Unfortunately. And, I mean, and I'm just keeping it simple with some of the things I've been Mm -hmm. pointing out to people. There's a rising paperwork to try to just 
grab data no matter what form to try to Always validate to validate why your eight your eighth grade student can't read. Right. And then you gotta understand that it's like they may have been passed along by other teachers. Right. Or they're trying to do their or job. Or they're dealing with other things in their home lives that teachers have no control over. Yes. You know, un- unfortunately. So. And also, the last thing I want to bring up, it's just that with those, just those two things alone, mm-hmm. it lowers the effectiveness of the teacher in the classroom. Right. They don't have time to do, to teach. You no, know. because if you're sitting there trying to record data all the single time, right. you're really kind of like observing. Tracking, mentoring, counseling, you know. You're getting away from actual mentoring and counseling mm-hmm. because you're too busy observing. Mm-hmm. Are they passing? Are they doing this? Are they improving? Exactly. And the thing that got me with teaching the most was the human aspect of it. And I think we're getting, we got to be able, like I was reading, it said scientifically proven in this one journal thing I was reading. Mm -hmm. And they were saying how that's an, it is great. It's a very biased statement because Mm -hmm. In research with education, it is a, like a scientific method that goes into it. Right. But it's, as we, as you said the other night, it's a working theory. It doesn't mean fact. Well, I mean, the reason why I bring this up is because, as you can see in the political background, all of this backlash we're seeing and all of this ignorance and all these things about send her back and all this stuff, this to me just shows that there's a lack of education. Like, we are not being able to educate it properly, you know, so we are able to subscribe to our own bigoted ideals for as long as possible because there's no one else to, like, counteract that. Like, used to be, you know. Teachers don't have time, like you said. And so, some of the things that also, what are some other causes plummeting education standards? I'd say because the problems above, that has a negative effect on the classroom. But the most thing... The biggest thing that I've been seeing is that because teachers are not staying in the workforce, right, you have a heavy turnover, uh, turnover right. of teachers. And who, who are, as you said, the baby doctors, who are training the baby teachers? Exactly, exactly. Who's man. guiding them, no showing man. them how to, oh, you got a kid who misbehaved. It's kind of like um, the, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. When you're a new parent, you would you used to listen to your parents mm-hmm. or you know other older individuals right. in your neighborhood who would give you some pointers on what to do with your kid. Right. Try this if they're misbehaving, or you know what? Oh, if your kid don't have your kid have a little hard time going to sleep. Put some diamond tap in his water and he'll go to sleep. You know, something crazy that'll help out, but it usually works. Mm-hmm. But who's helping them now? And they're, so with all the paperwork and all this other stuff, they're getting burnt out and they're not staying as long. Right. So, no, sorry, I needed some water. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, um, so those are just, we hear lots of complaints about that. You know, you have problems with the teachers because there's lack of mentorship for those teachers. Um, And just, you know, the the school just gets overall, it just feels like a place you don't want to work. It's like a toxic work environment. Um, So, that affects everybody. Eventually, you will be affected by this problem. So we do have a few answers to this problem that uh, we were thinking about. And I was thinking, like, maybe we should federalize a teaching position across 50 states. Basically, we're saying all, I mean, we can't, teachers kind of are, like, 
considered government employees, but depending on how your school district is set up, you're state. not. It's state. It's state by state, so state government. Yes. But federalize it, put them on a pay scale. So if you work this many hours, or not sorry, these this many years, mm-hmm. then you're entitled to a pay raise, which would happen. So you don't have teachers. So just, just let's call it pay grades. And I think yeah. that people who are from other countries who are listening to this, they probably already have this system in place in their country. But in the U.S., like we said before, each state operates like its own little country. So it depends. Like you may be seeing that in you know some states, like Oklahoma, teachers strike they're not getting paid enough, while the state next door, Texas or Nebraska, teachers are happy because of the different situation going on in each state. And so, and then after you federalize the teachers, mm-hmm. you now free up some capital from when how the student, depending on where that school is, like how the state will fund the how to fund the actual school. school so the right. money, so the principal goes to dealing with can better di- divvy out the money for projects or whatever. Right, right. And you have your assistant principals managing the humans. Um, no, I'm not like that. Person. Not like that. Like, it wouldn't be that localized. But anyways, the states would be able to come up with their own money to pay for, like, facilities, things like that. They won't have to so much worry about teacher salaries anymore. That'll be taken over by the federal government. Um, so also, we want to train teachers to use better smart technology. Um, there may be some teachers out there who are struggling with that, and that could really help streamline that whole paperwork situation and tracking. Yes, because mm-hmm. so like once again, I'm I'm advocating this. I I've been using this program called iDocio, iDocio, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when it comes to me tracking grades, grading the student, and when I grade their books or homework or papers or whatever they're writing, I can immediately put that into this program that's on my iPad. You can also take pictures with I it. I take pictures and, with you them. Because it's all about having evidence. Nowadays, you all want to have evidence and track it. And um, But I want to be too focused on this because we'd be just talking to other teachers about this. So the last thing we just want to do is just um, give teachers more autonomy. You know, um, I know we have a lot of negative things to say about how teachers are with the children in classrooms back, back in the States, but at the same time, sometimes you got to just trust them. And what I found out in my experience as a teacher is that, believe it or not, and I hate to say this because parents are going to be all up in arms, but there are some things about your child that you're, that the teacher knows better than you. And that's just because sometimes kids struggle to confide in their parents and they feel maybe safer with the teacher because, I don't know, sometimes, you know, parents are very emotional sometimes when it comes to certain things. It's hard to talk to them. So I just, you know, just sometimes take a step back, give teachers more power in the classroom, and, and learn to trust them because these people are not in it for the money, you know? So they're, they're getting the, into the field because they, they love children. They love the job. So just kind of keep that in mind. No one's trying to harm your, your kid <laughs> for yeah. the most part. There are, there are some bad ones, but... Now, granted, granted, I will say this. I have discussed this with a few people because they seem to be complaining about their teachers, and that's where this is coming from. So I wanted to address these things in a logical form. Right. And we have before. I mean, we talked about it on previous shows. but Um, The lives expected for them for very little respect. Yes. So that's how it goes. And I guess that leads us right into... Talking about humanity. Exactly. Like, where is it gone? I have no earthly clue. You know? Um, and this is because I've had some serious, serious conversations with individuals that made me question 
mm-hmm. their humanity. Where you had people, like, let's say parents, we're talking about the border situation, where you have locked up adults and caged children. Mm-hmm. This is the, the border between uh, the U.S. and Mexico. Um, just for some people who may not be aware of the situation, it's, it's reached, it's pretty horrible, right? I mean... Horrible is actually sugarcoating it. I, there's no real way to describe it to say that a lot of you do know that Khalif and I, two years ago, went um, to Europe... And we went to a lot of places that were a part of the World War II experience. You know, a lot of things that happened with, like, um, you know, the Nazis are rounding up people that they thought were not useful society. You know, it started with people disabled. And, of course, we know about, you know, they tried to exterminate the Jews and all this stuff. So just seeing that and the reality of that and how that happened in the 30s and 40s and to see it kind of happening again in the border, not in the same way, but the way they are treating the children is just, to me, it's not even a political party thing. It's just like, are you a human or not? Like, who who can promote putting kids in cages and torturing them? Like, a lot of them go to bed hungry. They never turn the lights off. They don't have beds. They don't have toothpaste. They don't have soap. I, don't, I mean, this is not the way we treat human beings. We don't even let people treat dogs like this in our country. So I find it really odd that we think it's okay to treat children this way. That's actually a very great... Sorry, I wasn't supposed to use an intensifier. But oh, great. yeah, it was very good. That's okay. English teacher on holiday. <laughs> um, that's a great analogy because you would have people break... If you left if people, think about this. You, someone could leave a dog... In their car, locked up, windows barely cracked. Mm-hmm. You will have someone taking a brick to the window so that dog can get more air. Right. Because it's a defenseless animal, right? Yeah. Exactly. But children are also defenseless, defenseless. animals. Yes. And I do say animals because we're all mammals. Yeah, all mammals. But that that's probably the best analogy I can make. Right. But the thing that appalled me is that many, many Americans are... Rabble, 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 singing praises about this and saying they should be locked up. They should be treated this way. If they break the law, then they should be treated this way. But I said, well, what about the kids? And many of these people are parents with children of their own. We don't even treat people who are murderers like this. Let's real talk. Like Charles Manson call, um, is still in. Charles Manson is still in prison, getting three squares a day, right. and he got a swastika. On his forehead. Right. Not to mention, we have um, the guy from, from Mexico, the big drug dealer. Uh, the one who escaped? Yeah. The one who always El Chapo. El Chapo. El Chapo, he's getting bed too. He has a bed. He gets to go to bed at night. You know, he, he gets soap and water. They, you he, know, he gets food. They turn off the lights. And we know he murdered. He, he had a whole plane blown up to kill one person, y'all. And we treat him better than some little kids who come across the border? It's wait, 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 wait. Because people probably start saying, those who are listening that disagree with us are like, that's that democratic agenda. Look at you playing up the fact that, oh, the kids are harmless kids. What are they doing with the kids? It's like, but still, they're children. I will defend children, and I'm not some little liberal Democrat bleeding heart. I'm a person with the soul. 
And I think that children are children, and we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing this to children. They committed no crime. Now, I want to lock up their parents or whatever because you think the crime they committed was asking for asylum, then whatever. That's that's an adult made decision. But their child did nothing wrong. I would never punish a child for what their parent did. That would be like okay, if if. Uh, Khalif's dad went out and shot a neighbor. Oh, well, we got to put Khalif's dad in jail and also his son. Like, I mean, what sense is that? Well, I don't even take it simpler than that. You have a dad with his two kids walking across the street. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's about a good 150 meters away from the next crosswalk. So Mm -hmm. he decides, let me cut across the street right here. Right. So then he cuts across the street, but a cop sees him and gives him a ticket for jaywalking. Mm -hmm. But let's say he can't pay the ticket now. Right. He's going to go to jail. Yeah. Oh, so the kids should be locked up in the cage with him. Oh, no, not with them. We'll separate them, put them in their own little smaller cage away from their parent, and they don't know what's happened. And that's the reason. And when I try to drop because this. crossing the border illegally is not a felony, as you said. No, it's not. It is punishable by six months in jail. Okay. But then after that, you're deported. Okay. So the That's worst thing fair. that can happen is the deportation. deportation. But everyone says they're being detained. Detained does not mean arrested. But see, here's my thing. Why are we detaining them? We don't want them in the country. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to deport you right back across then. Exactly. Take, take your little your little children and go on back. What's the point of keeping them and torturing them? Because we're, we're being sick people. We're like psychopaths or something. I don't get it. <laughs> I have no idea. But the biggest thing is that the people that I've spoken to about this, they have criticized me on the fact that because I'm standing up for at least the children. I agree what's happening for the parents. I agree what's happening to the parents. I feel bad for the parents, but I also understand. Of course I do. And the parents understand, you know. But, again, they come from across the border. The crime they committed is illegal border crossing. Now, that has to be dealt with in the court just like anything else. But the children should not have to be punished while that's working its way through. And the one thing I'm tired of people bringing up, well, this has been happening since Obama and since Clinton. Since before Obama. Since forever we've done this, but not to this extent. I mean, people have been arrested. Kids have been, you know, put into group homes. That's mm-hmm. more That's more humane. Right. Because you have, and you didn't detain the parents that long. You quickly, either you vetted them immediately, or you got the kids and them out of here. Yeah. And if you were single, you vetted them immediately to figure out they're criminals or whatever. I mean, we saw this in the old movie Scarface, Al Pacino, back right, in the day. Right, It's been going on since the 80s for and ages. more. For ages. But see, the problem is, is what, even if you support this kind of treatment, what's it doing? It, more, more and more people are still illegally crossing the border. It's not doing anything to, like, stop it. It's not doing anything to slow it down. In fact, it's making it worse. So, in all, you know, the policy doesn't work. So, stop doing it. I mean, let's just be logical about it. Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, logically speaking, this is a horrible system, and it's not working to do what you want it to do. So, the Trump administration has failed on both accounts human rights violations on top of not even being able to do anything about the, the border crisis and the immigrants still flowing across. So there, it's a failed policy. Now, those of you who are listening, you, you, if you know Khalif, you know I have an angle on this. Of course. Now, judging by the two things I've spoken about, mm-hmm. you may be wondering, how in the blue hell are they related? Mm-hmm. 
unless you're smart and you already figured. You kind of you you have been kind of listening to the philosophizer. There you go. <laughs> there the, you the philosophizer mm-hmm. um, giving you the giving you the golden nuggets, if you will. Yes. I'm Chris Paul dropping dimes right now. Oh, was that a bad analogy? Because you got rid of Chris Paul. Well, cause I I don't. Oh, I'm just. It doesn't make sense, people. Did Chris Paul drop ten cents? I I don't. Oh know. oh oh, sorry. In basketball, when you, <laughs> okay. In basketball, when you drop dimes, that means you're you're giving off an assist. Oh yeah, you had to clarify. That. <laughs> I was like, uh, as he clips on my face, I'm like, um, I don't get it. Well, the biggest thing what I'm trying to say is that look with the declining education system in America. Mm-hmm. You start to give rise to bigotry. Oh, yeah. Bigotry is ignorance. Ignorance because you don't know anything. <laughs> let me repeat that. Oh, let me be clear. Okay, be clear. With the declining educational standards and values, give rise to bigotry and ignorance. There you go. And this is the point that I was bringing up. The ignorance that I hear from people is appalling. Yeah. And I'm not saying this, and I'm sorry if I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say that. I will be apologetic, if you will. If I'm coming I across. Wait, wait, yeah. I will be apologetic if I'm coming across as an edgy snob. They, they, they can hate me if they want to. We've already come across as an edgy snob before. I know, and I will keep doing it. Because I tell people, you don't have to go to college to be smart, to be educated, okay? I mean, Goodwill Hunting showed you that. Uh, but you just willfully want to be a moron, so I, I'm just going to call you out on it. I'm going to call you out. So. This is one thing that was bothering you a lot, and we're talking about debate skills. Because we can't even have conversations anymore in this country without people being like, oh, well, you believe this, and you're like this, and that. And, like, you know, they act like you have to be on one side or the other, and that's it. Exactly. Like, for example, with the whole border thing, Mm -hmm. when people, when I start dropping dimes, Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm giving facts and personal experience they start to say if it starts to paint the individual who let's say agrees with locking up children immediately they are like well let's just agree to disagree and i freaking hate this thing i hate that too i hate that i mean you can say that at the end of a conversation like we've been going back and forth back and back and forth but it's like okay i see your point we're gonna disagree that we disagree I mean, no, but see, you have to give me something on the other side, not just this is just how I feel. Yes, that's stupid. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like this. Um, when I was young and I was trying to date a young lady, and I was like, "Well, you want to go out?" and she says, "No," and I'm like, "Oh, why?" Because. Okay, maybe that's a bad analogy, mm. but it still fits to me because because is not a reason. It's a prep. It's a preposition. Jesus Christ! It's a conjunction that leads to the reason. That's why it's be cause. Be cause. Be cause of the reason. That's why you have to say factually what the issue is. Like I'm just not. I'm not into you. Okay, makes sense. But just because I feel this way, like, well, what do you mean, like? But as I'm trying to say is that when I keep hearing this, when when people say. What I really feel with this mean is, shut up. I don't want to talk about this with you anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm through with it. Right. So, and my whole thing is, I know when to stop. Do you? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I do. I do know when to See, stop. See, this is this is. I have a different debate strategy, but I actually have studied debate, and I've been learning how to make these kinds of arguments since I was about seven years old, like from school. Before that, from my parents, so I know how to craft an argument. And to me. Letting someone go with just, oh, well, you know, you're never going to change my mind, that's not good enough for me. Because if I'm presenting you with facts, with evidence, with anecdotes, with experiences, and you still are, to me, I'm like, you just must not be listening. <laughs> because if you were, you would respond to me with facts and evidence and anecdotes and, you know, situations so that we could have a back and forth and about And you will not start with, well, I feel this way. I feel is an opinion. I feel this way. Fine. I think this I way. I feel this way. Why? I think this way, why? Everything has, there's a reason behind how, why we think a certain way or why we feel a certain way, you know? So, by saying I agree to, let's agree to disagree, I disagree with this as a practice to try to end the conversation. Because usually the person who says, hey, why don't we just agree to disagree, they're usually the wrong one. See, and I, and I don't want to be inflammatory, but I'm just going to go like with the whole thing that writer Stephen King has been going with is like, this kind of discussion where you don't have a discussion is what leads to fascism what leads to nazism you understand me like this is something if you can't have a legitimate discussion and we're just going to have to agree disagree well that means i can go do whatever i want to you know i can go start rounding people up you know digging them out their houses throwing them in prisons gassing them whatever i want to do because we agreed to disagree and you just let it go right I think we have to be able to stand on our convictions and have discussions about this. And this doesn't just apply to America. I see this happening all over the world, and I am sad because I do not want us to get like this. We are all human beings, you know. It's That's how, like, and we're intelligent, right? Let's have those discussions. It's kind of like um, I was reading this book called The, um, the Ending of an Oh, I'm about to butcher this. I'm sorry. It's like I don't know what it is. So it was like the age of ignorance, the ending of intelligence, or something like that. I'll have to look this up later on. The age of ignorance sounds like something. And um, <laughs> it does. But it was talked about how basically people nowadays are turning on individuals who are educated. And they're turning, like, being stupid and saying... It's being revered, it's, right? It's being like, oh, well, this person is being real. And it's like, no, he's being real dumb. Real dumb. But let me kick it to you. And this is people will not agree with me, but I'll just say this real quick. Because I found this out about um, Donald Trump. This is a long game he's been playing. If you believe that he is not highly educated, that he is not intelligent, you can believe it all you want to. I think this is all his act, his tactic of how he's going to run things. He is not stupid like people think, but he's going to play that card because it makes you feel comfortable. He's not some evil genius. I don't know, though. We, I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. No. I'm going to say about that. The next thing that happened. Oh, and I do want to ask this, and I want you all to think about this. What is wrong with spirited debates? What is wrong with that? That is how we grow. That is how you had the civil rights movement. Right. That is how you got change in America. That is how you got gay marriage accepted. That is how, you know, maybe not accepted, but at least the law passed. Right. Spirited debates get things done. Yeah. There's nothing. And I'm saying yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. better to have a war with words and actual war with guns. I mean, we've been down that road before. It's not effective. It's not long-lasting. And I'm going to quote, and I am going to quote 
uh, Kevin Smith dogma on this one. And there's a scene where Chris Rock's character is talking to Bethany, and she he says basically he says I just think like they were talking about beliefs, and he says well I think it's better to have ideas. Mm-hmm. You can change an idea, right. but changing a belief is trickier. People die over beliefs. True. So why not have ideas? Exactly. And so I've actually I do have my beliefs and they're in my core. Yes. But Let's I do not get it twisted. Being a Republican or Democrat is an idea. It's not a belief. No, it's not. There is no Democrat guy, Republican guy. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean if there is, I mean you know, he got he got Trump elected. So we've gotta stop treating it like it's that way. And you're right. These are ideas. These are just ideas. Um, and it's not life or death here. It's not life or death. It's but just it could ideas. be for migrant children, just, just to bring it back to those kids. Okay. Um, Here's another technique that I've seen from people. Mm-hmm. These absolute ultimatums. Mm-hmm. You might be wondering what I mean by absolute and ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, an ultimatum is like, if, you, if you're not my friend, uh, if you don't give me this, I will never be your friend. Okay. Bye, give me another friend. An absolute is like it has to be one way or another. So an exactly. absolute ultimatum. Exactly. We used to not be like this though. Not at all. You know. Like I was discussing with another person and they were talking about and I'll just use this example. Mm. Um, let's just say um we're talking about the Illuminati. Oh. And you start to throw out like, Oh, Beyonce is Illuminatus. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> I don't know, is that a word? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, what do you call someone a part of the Illuminati? I don't know. Um, but, you know, they would they would say that based on a YouTube video where they did not check their sources. Uh. But they would post this and say it's fact. And if you don't like it, just unfriend me. Now, this is another technique, people. That people are playing on your emotions so they can bully you into following in what they have to say or just allowing them to keep speaking what they have to say with no factual evidence ever. Mm-hmm. So let's say if it's your brother or sister. Well, if you keep talking to me like this, I'm never talking to you again. Bye, Felicia. And see how fast they come back and talk to you. Mm. That's just a ploy to get you to shut up. Especially if they're on the losing end of that stick. And somebody may be out there, Khalif, what do you mean? Why is it always got to be winners and losers? It's not winners and losers. It's just when you are giving your side, you're presenting your argument. You will be the one who is more correct because you have based it on logical evidence. Emotion is good. Emotion is what gives people passion and brings them out. But we have to remember that your emotions do change. Passions rule reason. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just depend so much on that because everyone, their emotions change. You get older, different experiences will change how you feel about certain things. And that's normal. So you need to understand it's okay to change your mind. You know, and I just wanted to, and I wanted to uh, look this up real quick to make sure I got it right because... Khalif has mentioned the civil rights movement several times, and just real quickly, there was a governor, of, uh, the former governor, I think, of Arkansas, no, Alabama, I might have said, George Wallace. He was famous, 
and a civil rights time because they were trying to desegregate the South. And that means that before, it was like apartheid South Africa. White kids went to school with white kids and black kids with black kids. They didn't mix. But then they changed the law. And so they had to desegregate. And one of his famous lines was, he said that he would segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. And we know that segregation doesn't exist anymore. And at that time when he said it, everybody believed that. They were like, yeah, 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 I'll never let my white kids go to school, black kids, and vice versa. But we see that that has changed, okay? And even when he got older, in his older years, he realized that he was wrong to think that way because he saw when things did change, it wasn't the horrible uh, nightmare Armageddon he was thinking it would be. It actually, everything was fine. So I think that he was able to change his mind and how he thought back then because we kept that discussion open. We kept changing the laws. We kept at it. And that's the same thing now. So right now you may feel very strongly one way, but just know that it is okay and probably preferable for you to change your mind as you grow and mature. That's all I'm going to say about that. And the next thing that I will bring up that you may encounter if you discuss with people, even on Facebook or even in public spaces. Yes. They cherry pick the purpose of the public forum. Oh, man, that gives me. Oh, that gives me. Because some of you, um, I'm going to just call it like it is. If you're dumb and you don't know that on Facebook you can put your, your comment to be world public or just your friends or just certain people, um, I'm letting you know that little glow by your comment means the whole world can see what you just thought. So if you put something out there, then you want people to respond. And that's my assumption. It's just like this. If I was to stand, let's take it back to the 1930s and 40s. Or let's just say Malcolm X. Malcolm X got up and was talking about, you know, giving his speeches. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't expect some of his patrons, those who were listening on the Harlem streets, to, you know, give him some kickback. I mean, not kickback like in pay, but, you know, heckle him a little bit, mm-hmm. and he wasn't as quick to think on his feet to, to come up with a better response to get them to be quiet, there would be no public forum. It, was called, it would just be a lecture, and people go about their business or not even pay attention. Mm-hmm. But the purpose of a public forum is that when you stand up and you say something, you must expect, especially if it's inflammatory or not, if people will dis- there will be someone who disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. If everyone is singing your praises, you're probably saying the wrong things. Yeah. Or you're saying the things that everyone wants to hear and you're not getting anything done. Right. But those who are the ones who are pushing forward for change, they're usually roughly, uh, what's the word? Roughly seven? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and so if you say something that is inflammatory on Facebook, whether it's with your friends, family, whoever, mm-hmm. expect someone to disagree with you. Yeah. And, and be ready for it. And and have a not logical argument. How about everybody you know has to think exactly how you think? Despite what you guys may think, Khalif and I have some different viewpoints, too. And we're married, and we still love each other. We can still have conversations. <laughs> but there are some things that we disagree on as well, but we can just call it like that. You know, it is what it is. Now, those are some of the issues that I have faced with trying to have discussions with individuals. But this is the last thing I'm going to This is to the address. one that gives me, and this, I think, directly ties to education for real talk. Real no, talk. no, it does, and that's why I saved it for last. Yes. 
Permanent closed-mindedness. Closed-minded. That means you're the opposite of open-minded, which means that you, you don't have a growth mindset. You're just going to be stuck in your ways until the day you die. I had a... a like a donkey. Well, I mean, first, I'm going to throw out another apology again because I'm not attacking this person, and I'm not even going to say, but if you recognize this, dude, I still love you. We good. We still, we good people. But it struck me as odd because I understood where he was coming from with this, but I'm going to quote this. These are, are all things you said to him before, anyway, but go yeah. ahead and quote. He, tell, he told me one day, um, you have Anthony, or Khalif, you have to understand that you will not always be able to throw facts and your experiences at people and make them change their mind. Okay. And I was yeah. like, I understand that, but sure. that's the point. But then I asked, I said, then what is the but point? But why not? Yes. <laughs> what is the point of the debate? What is the point of having a discussion? I'm not, I said, my whole goal, and he said, but you have to trust. This is not, uh, I didn't, I will quote some more, but it's not. On my outline. Uh But he was saying, well, basically, you have to trust that people make their own decisions. And I said... But what? They make the wrong decisions. But then he said, no, 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 it's not even Mm -hmm. that. He said, people... I said, what? Trust people? Are you telling me to trust people? people? I said, I trust individuals. But as a group, we get kind of dumb, right? Yes. Like a bunch of sheep. No, the the whole mob mentality. Like what? Like people don't know sheep are actually smart animals by themselves, but they get together with other sheep and do some dumb stuff, and that's what humans do. And I said basically, like when look at a Trump rally, and he may start all oh, these this four click, this four. Oh, members, they called the squad. Yeah, the squad saying some horrible things about me, send her back, send her, and everyone starts chanting, send her back. What in the blue hell? That is my, that is the clear example of mob mentality. I, mean, I will give it. I will give Trump this. Number one, he didn't like tell him to say that, <laughs> and he did stand there looking like um. He wasn't exactly smiling, so I guess he was like, "That wasn't where I was going with this." So they just kind of took it. That's what you got to be careful though. But that's also when you are when you are a hate monger, it get out of control real quick. But also. Um, but he also said, which also gave into that, another speech where he was talking about how, if you don't like being here, then you can go. Oh, yeah. Which is, this is a fact. You don't like it, you can go. Yes, exactly. But Except, I want to go. <laughs> but that's also. And you can't make me. <laughs> but when this is directly, like, I was listening to this conversation with, um, this conversation between this news anchor and a guy defending Trump. Uh-huh. And he was just like, but do, don't you think what he said was racist? No, not at all. He just said, if you don't like being an American, you can leave. But he said, but the news anchor asked this question, which I thought was wonderful, and it stumped the other guy, and he had to spin it. He said, um... But if you're directing it towards Americans, where do you want Americans to go? Somewhere else. And he was just like, well, no, he just was trying to say that, you know, like, it's, a, it's an argument from the 60s, the Vietnam War. If you weren't happy with it, then get out of the country. I mean, given how old Trump is, I'm pretty sure that's where he pulled that from because he, he lived that time period. But, I mean, if it wasn't, then it was directed at people who were protesting the Vietnam War. And that was a mixed group of young people at the time. And now we're saying that to people who 
may look different than us. But at the same time, or have names you have a hard time pronouncing, things like this. And he has a history of telling people they should go back where they came from, where they don't belong in America. Hello, the birther situation with former President Barack Obama. So I just feel like, from him, is racist. Now, if I said it, it wouldn't be racist because I didn't like it and I did leave. So I would just be saying for other people, if you don't like it, especially to bigots, and, and white nationalists and clan members, please see yourself to the door. <laughs> and and so the whole thing with this conversation that I was having with this friend of mine, that, I mean, I understand what he was talking about. I, I truly get it. But my whole point is... Oh, when he's talking about, like, he's not going to change people's minds. Yes. And sadly, you probably won't. And I said, sadly, I most likely won't. But we can still try. But I said, but the point of having a debate is to actually just present facts and anecdotes. Right. It may not be used to change people's minds because people are ignorant. They they hold on. If you believe something wholeheartedly. Right. If you believe the world is flat and I come with a globe that shows you that it's round. Right. You will not believe me. You will call me a you will call me a charlatan, a heretic, whatever. You want to burn me at the stake for this. But eventually the world can't understand that the world was round. Yes. So it took one person to say that it was different for things to change. And so, if I'm talking to individuals right. who have a set belief about something right. and I can show them a logical argument mm-hmm. that they're full of crap. Mm-hmm. Why not? Exactly. And that's all that's I'm saying. It's kind of like our job. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be a, and I mean, I wouldn't be a teacher if I wasn't trying to teach the right thing. Exactly, or trying to get them to inspire to go find the answers for themselves and not be, not be a part of the you heard. You know, and um, and I would just say this to anyone that may have had an argument with me. Okay, this is going to sound like a half apology because I'm not really sorry, but I truly identify with what you're saying. The don't, the don't, you no, put it out I'm, there I'm, I'm not I'm really not, sorry. You guys see what I'm I'm not saying I'm not really do sorry. Do you guys hear what I'm I do dealing have, with here? But I do have some remorse. I do have some insincerity. Is that... There is no remorse. You'll be I no sleep be, over this. <laughs> I may be guilty of personally not respecting the opposition's point of view. Yes. I, I called him out. It comes across the air. I called him out. Don't worry, you guys. I'm trying to keep him in shape as best I can. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I do have that, especially if we're in a heated debate. And I, if I'm, but see, here's the trick with the debate with me. Yes. Not that I have a belief, but I can logically deduce right and wrong. Okay. But let's just say I may be a little biased. In Sometimes. my right and wrong, Sometimes. and which I am yes. guilty of. Yes, we all have bias, yes. But if you can logically deduce and give me your argument, mm-hmm. maybe you can change my mind true. with facts true. and personal anecdotes. True, and I'll just say how true this is real quick. Back in the day, and I, and before I say this, I'm actually independent because I am still a registered Republican, whatever. So... I read the book about uh, Hillary Clinton, and I was a fan of her since I was a younger person. And things have changed now. I wouldn't want her to run now, of course. But Khalif did not like her. Was like, who cares? You know, Clinton's book. But 
through learning more knowledge about the experience and things for me, he was able to, like, see, yeah, I may not personally like her or where she comes from, but as a part of who's best for the job in 2016, at that time, it was her, and he was able to agree with that. So even though his personal feelings may have been different, logic would dictate and evidence would dictate that actually out of all these people, this is the best person for the job. I mean... So you present good evidence, good facts, good... I mean, Khalid's mind can be changed, but there are some things that go to moral issues that can't be changed. Yes, but I don't try to argue morality right. unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. Because you're not going to change people. Like, like that's the part of beliefs, right? Morals yeah. and values. You're not going to change that. But ideas, you can change. And Jamise was right. I mean, in 20, what was that, 2012? Hmm. Uh, Barack Obama. Yes. 2012. Uh, no, no. Okay. The first time? No, that's no, the, no, second, no, the time. second time. First time, 2008. 2008. Mm. It was Hillary and Barack going for the Democratic side. Yeah. And the blackness in me was like, I'm going for the brother. That That's my emotion. Right. And although I could look and I'm like, oh, he was a junior senator. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that many connections in mm -hmm. the, on, on Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. But if I could get the chance of just having this brother who can speak so well and get people all up in their emotions and, to suppo and support him. We've been too long with our emotions in this country. It's time for us to go back to logic and sanity. Yes, and that's all I'm saying. And I got caught up in my emotions and voted for him the first time. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to have that first African-American president. Of course. I think a lot of people did. But then, the second time, I was kind of like, okay. But I didn't like Mitt Romney. Okay. And I voted for him again. Okay. You're trying to figure out where I'm going with this. Okay. Yep. So now, after his two terms, it was Hillary's chance to go again. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, God, not here it, she not comes. Yeah, not her. Oh, God, not her. Oh, <laughs> here it comes. Oh. And I heard her speak. But I heard how people got up in their emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, when she talked, when they brought up the whole um, predator, super, super predator, predator. Mm -hmm. and like, oh, she met black people and I mean, we, we, did, we did discuss this, and we will discuss the political field. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I'll wrap this up. Yeah. And so, after that, I had to think about it when they brought that up to try to demonize it. And I was like, wait, wait, I remember this. I didn't feel she was talking about me. Now it started from my biased emotions. Right. I, You're like, here I am, a young black man. I didn't think she was targeting that discussion towards me. But I didn't people, feel like I was a super predator. But many of my friends brought that up. Like, she was talking about people that look like you and me. And I'm like, what? what? Was she really? So Maybe she was. But long story short, as I as I tried to say, I try to look at it things logically, read people by what they say and judge them by their actions. And that comes with maturity, though. And the and stuff that I end up finding out about her, the Head Start programs, all of these things 
that happened in America that even I benefited from. I didn't want to talk too much. I just wanted to say that quick thing. So we I don't know. I was just, I'm, just, I'm just ending this in okay. how I changed my mind. Well, we, we already know your mind was I know. It was changed. <laughs> I'm just giving logical representation. Okay. So, in the end, that's all I'm saying. So, once I find all that out, I was kind of like, oh, she might be the best person for the job. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we all know the past shows. Well, I was saying I was with her. Yeah. And on that note, oh, yeah. you going to wait for me to say it? Yeah, well, why don't you say your little thing? All right. <laughs> well, also, guys, remember, if you know, whether you like or dislike the show, give us a five-star review. <laughs> it helps us out in the ratings. Um, give us your comments. Leave us things. Send us emails at... Uh, friendly fire, friendly fire at crusade.net because if it's spelled without a K, it's not as fun. Okay. So hit us up, leave a five star review, which makes us attractive to potential advertisers and partners. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I am your boy Khalid, and I'm your girl Denise. We're gonna catch you next time. Bye.